Hey guys, welcome to the Fit Coaching Podcast today. And today we're talking about running. Is it beneficial for fitness? Well, depends. Or how much is too much running? Okay, so we got to really paint some context here because this is, uh, is going to be a fun one. But let's dive into this today. Okay, so first of all, we're going to dive into uh, like, is running actually beneficial for fitness? Well, man, that is a broad question. That is, uh, it really depends on what your goals are, where you're at, uh, where's your fitness at, uh, what's your body like right now. So, um, for example, what are your goals? Okay, so if you want to be a marathon runner, yeah, of course, running is going to be beneficial for your fitness uh, because. I mean, you got to run to be able to run a marathon. You don't want to just run that cold turkey um, and just jump into it because that's going to beat you up pretty bad. But um, in that case, yeah, running is super beneficial for uh, fitness. And uh, you have to kind of take it in context of like, okay, what type of running? Are you talking about like slow, long distance, like go out and run for 30 to 30, 60 minutes kind of running? Um, or are you talking about like sprints, what that type of, type of running? So it depends what your goals are. If you're looking to be able to run long distance or if you're just looking for some like really light exercise, um, then yeah, running can be super beneficial. That's one version of uh, fitness that can be really, really beneficial for you. It's a low barrier entry. All you need is some, you know, some comfortable clothes, a pair of decent shoes and uh, some open space to get out and run for a while and, uh, and of course time. So, but that doesn't fit everybody all the time or it may not be your cup of tea if you don't really like running or something like that. Um, and it can depend on your starting point. Like say if you're a uh, like phenomenal athlete, you're, uh, you're super specific in your fitness or your performance um, and you're already practicing a lot, you're doing a lot of weight training or something like that, um, adding some extra running in your program may not be beneficial for you in that instance, because you're already training enough, adding in some extra fitness may actually break your body down more and not benefit you overall. And, uh, or let's say like if you are a power athlete, you're a power lifter or strongman or something like that, and you're just, you're big, you know, running may not be that beneficial for your overall performance, um, unless it's more of like a really short burst type sprint type running. But um, when most people think of running, it's usually going to be like the long, slow distance type of running. Just like, I'm going to go out and run. I'm going to go for a run. That means I'm going to be gone for a while. Um, I'm going to run at least a mile or something like that. Um, so, but you also got to consider like, what's your weight at? You know, if you're um, significantly overweight or obese or something like that, uh, kind of similar if you're a huge power athlete or something, running may beat your joints enough. That's going to be such a, in, such a high impact that it can really... Uh, actually do more harm than good if you're going to do a lot of like long distance running because that pounding on your joints is just more wear and tear uh, that you don't necessarily need right now. So maybe finding a different form of cardiovascular exercise can be beneficial for your overall fitness and stamina, uh, such as like rowing or cycling or getting on an air bike or something like that. Um, that could be a lower impact form of cardiovascular exercise that can benefit your overall fitness. Um, but also consider like, do you currently have any aches and pains, especially in your lower body or your lower back or something like that? Um, would running exacerbate those, increase those, make them worse? Um, possibly, uh, especially if you're not running, um, with 
you know, uh, if you're not running a low impact sort of uh, running technique. And so there's all things to consider. Like, yeah, it can be beneficial, but it may not be the best for all people. Um, and so, but what about like the pace of running? Like what is a good way to run? Well, there's this thing called zone training that's been shown to be like really beneficial for people. So in general, to get sort of like the minimal sort of uh, fitness gains or heart health kind of gains, really just being, there's there's five zones in this style of zone training. There's zone one, two, three, four, five, okay? So zone one is like not much above, it's like very light. You don't have to try very hard. This, is ba- this could basically be like speed walking. Uh, it's going to get your heart rate up to um, what you call like very light exercise. It's conversational. Um, it's You wouldn't call it intense at all. Um, you can easily control your heart rate. Uh, so it's basically like walking or really slow cycling or something like that. Um, and then, so if you consider like your like max heart rate. And so like a way to estimate your max heart rate would just be 220 minus your age. This is not an exact estimate. It can be very different across ages and everything. Um, and really the best way to know your max heart rate is to do some maximal type exercise to the point that you really want to quit. Um, and then you'll see like about how high your heart is able to go and you can, it can definitely handle slightly more than what you end up stopping at because it's called like volitional fatigue, where it's just like your mind, just like, I don't want it anymore. Uh, but 220 minus your age is kind of a general estimate that can help you kind of get an idea of like, okay, this is a heart rate that would be helpful. So if you're wearing a smartwatch or a heart rate monitor or a whoop band, something like that, that can track your heart rate, then you can actually use this this type of zone training. But otherwise you can just kind of go off of the perception of like, this is very light zone one, this is light zone two, this is moderate zone three, this is hard zone four and maximum zone five. So that, um, Zone one, it's gonna be like very light. It's like ridiculously easy. You're just kind of chit-chatting. You're on a walk with somebody. It's pretty easy stuff. That's 50 to 60% of your max heart rate. That means it's not much above your resting heart rate. Shouldn't be. Uh, Light's gonna be 60 to 70% of your max heart rate. That's still like pretty conversational. It's not hard at all. Um, But uh, you might be doing it's like a a pretty slow jog. Um, And it's like, a pretty good sort of maintenance type um, area of your heart rate. Um, like your, this zone is pretty good for getting the general cardiovascular benefits that you're looking for, for long-term heart health, fighting against cardiovascular disease or other chronic disease. Um, that zone two is going to be one that you can kind of hang out in. Um, you can even accomplish that kind of a heart rate zone uh, within just like the a weight training program. That means you're going to be in the gym. You're going to be moving pretty consistently, but you're not moving like incredibly maximal weights. You're not moving real fast. You're just kind of moving consistently and not resting a whole lot, keeping your heart rate um, at sort of a, a light feeling there. So 60 to 70% of your max heart rate. But then you get to the moderate, which is 70, 80%. This is where you're like, okay, I'm starting to get a little uncomfortable, but this is a heart rate zone. It really helps you improve your efficiency and understanding your overall pace that you can sustain for a long period of time. Moderate, it's getting much more blood circulation to the um, skeletal muscles. You have to focus on your um, breathing a little bit more. You gotta leave it, be a little bit more intentional with that, but it's not maximal at all yet. Like you can st- still sustain this pretty well uh, for a decent amount of time. Not as long as like a, a light exercise, like a jog or um, a, a slow run, 
but moderate is going to be somewhere of like, okay, I can maintain this for a decent amount of time. I can still go relatively long distance for this, but uh, I can't do this necessarily, um, you know, seven days a week. Uh, that might beat me up a little bit after a while. And then you get into the hard zone, which is like 89% of your, your max heart rate. And this is like, okay, it's starting to feel pretty tough. I'm burning a little bit. I definitely can't sustain this. It's getting pretty intense. Uh, this is a definitely a, a good zone for improving your speed and your overall endurance. Um, you're, you're definitely going to get better at using, uh, if you're thinking of like which substrate utilization you're using, which um, energy system you're using, this is whenever, once you get into this hard zone of 89% of your heart rate max, you're definitely having to use more carbohydrate, more glycogen sources. It's going to be more of like a burst. You're not So it's that means it's not going to last very long. You can't sustain it for very, very long. Only stuff that's like going to be a little bit slower pace, that moderate to very light pace is something that's going to be using more fat during the exercise. And we're always burning fat when we're at rest. And so don't focus on exactly what you're burning uh, during the exercise. But in that hard zone, you're going to be um pretty uncomfortable but you can you can still maintain it for you know you can endure it for a little while um but once you get into the maximum this is like really short burst like if i maintain this for you know more than 30 seconds i'm going to get blown up because my body cannot keep up with this um i am going all out 90 100% of my max heart rate um and this is me putting all in on the all in to the finish line i'm going all out here and so this is like an absolute sprint this is the end of a workout like a crossfit or circuit type workout this is where you're trying to finish strong okay and then you want to like really you know bend over on your knees lay on the floor or whatever to catch your breath it's hard to try to slow down and everything and so those are kind of like the zones that you would be in um as far as like running or cardiovascular training and stuff like that and so all, you can see that from very light to maximum, you can get benefits cardiovascularly no matter what. Um, for example, if you're doing high intensity interval training, you're gonna be pushing to that hard and maximum zone pretty frequently, uh, but you're not gonna do that every single day because if you do that every single day, that's actually gonna beat you up. It's gonna break you down. And so if you find that you're in that hard to maximum range super often, and then you notice you're just feeling beat up, well, Let's take it back a notch. Let's just hang out in that very light to light range for today or, or for a couple of days, to help yourself recover. Um, and so that's like an idea of like, as far as running or any type of cardiovascular training or your overall training at all, if you're considering your heart rate and what zone you want to track, if you want to get a little bit more um, into the tracking of that, those can be really, really helpful for you for being at your best. And so like, for example, with me, I uh, have tried re really hard to learn myself, to get to know myself. Um, and the better I get to know myself, the more I see that, man, the more I can understand what zone I'm in, what heart rate I'm giving, um, the better my overall recovery is, the better I know my performance can be on the next day. And so that really helps me to say like, okay, if I've been hanging out at this hard range for like a few days in a row, it's like, well, of course I need to have a lighter day. I'm going to take it easy today. I'm going to try not to go too hard because I feel sore. I feel tired. I need to recover. And so, uh, how much is too much? Okay, so this is a this is a fun topic because um, this question is uh, something that people often ignore in the running community, uh, the worldwide running community. It's huge, and a lot of times they, uh, runners can get sort of this uh, mentality, or not just runners, just people who want to work out high intensity in, in general, 
can uh, have this sort of like no pain, no gain kind of mentality where it's like, oh, if, I, if I'm hurting somewhere, then that means I'm doing something right. Right. It's like the warrior kind of thing where it's like, oh, all of us have these little injuries and stuff. But that is a sign that your body is telling you that you haven't been doing something right as far as the technique or you've been doing too much of any one thing. And that's just showing you're just getting more wear and tear. You need to try to cut back a little bit. You need to rest. You need to work on your nutrition, your hydration, things like that and really recover well. And so ignoring those aches and pains is probably the worst thing you can do. Deal with it now uh, so that you can run further tomorrow. Um, so I always tell people just 10 minutes a day, um, of any kind of maintenance can really transform how you feel and focusing on that technique of whatever you're doing, caring more about how you move rather than how much you move is going to be benefit, be way more beneficial for you in the long run. Um, and if you have a heart rate device that shows that your resting heart rate has been elevated a lot higher than normal, that's a sign of overtraining. It's a sign of, um, your body is stressed. And so this would be a good day to sort of cut it back, stay in that very light to the light range. And uh, if you're using uh, devices to track your HRV or even like a whoop band, something like that, um, and they show like a significant decline, like a downward trend in your HRV or your recovery, then I would cut it back and let yourself recover. That's a sign that you need to recover, work on your mobility that day, do some stretching, and flexibility work, uh, do some very light to light activity. Just go for a walk instead of a run today. Um, get outside, do some work in the yard, you know, just and just don't do too much that day. Allow yourself to recover and watch for signs of overtraining. Um, so like a few very telltale signs of overtraining can be like you get sick easily because your immunity has been um, hit because of overtraining. Um, like you might have like allergy or cold like symptoms um your maybe your gut your digestion gets messed up easily maybe you've been having some diarrhea or something like that and it wasn't because of something you ate because you haven't changed anything from what you ate you've been eating normally uh, overtraining can cause um, stomach upset and so if your joints are aching or they're feeling inflamed you know i feel like you got old creaky joints you know uh, or if you're persistently sore or if you're having trouble sleeping you just can't uh, get rested, even if you get a lot of hours of sleep and you, you st still feel tired. Um, that's an, another sign of overtraining or that you need to cut back a little bit in your program. And so these are just some signs of like how much running is too much. And it's, so if, if you think of like the big context of training, um, running can be super beneficial. It can be beneficial for a strength athlete. He's just trying to get some um, active recovery. It can be beneficial for a runner, of course. It can be beneficial for a change-up for someone who's just looking for something different that gets them a little bit different uh, movement or impact on their on their body that's different from what they're normally doing. It can give a different stimulus that can be really great for your overall fitness. Um, and uh, doing different types of running. So like long distance can be great for like an active recovery or if you're trying to push into that moderate to, to hard um, zones, then that can be great for your overall endurance and your speed um in your stamina and then uh, if you are a strength athlete and you're really trying to improve your overall um, speed agility and your overall strength and your ability to extend your hips and your athletic ability then sprint type workouts are great and those don't take any longer than 30 minutes really like you get a little bit of rest in between each interval these short distance sprints and you're just going all out um, on each sprint or you're going at a pretty 
hard pace. And so it doesn't take much to get a significant stimulus unless you're like a track athlete where you have some significant time put in those workouts, but you're going to have some significant rest in between each interval. So running is beneficial, uh, but taking in the context of what your goals are and how your body feels, what your starting point is and where you're at and consider, you know, is running right for you? And also if you are a regular habitual runner, consider like, how do I feel today? How much is too much? Do I want to get more informed on how I'm doing by having a device or something and, and um, considering how I'm doing according to my heart rate or my heart rate variability or something like that? Or even just going off of like, okay, that, that run was easy today. I was light um, or that was moderate. That was kind of a moderate run or that felt hard today or that felt like a maximal type run today. You're not going to want to have too many max efforts in one week to have better overall training throughout the week. So those are just some uh, basic things you can take into um, your running program. If you want to choose to run, it can be super beneficial for you, but take it in the context of your entire goals of, and your life and where you're at right now. Well, thanks for tuning in today, guys. I hope this was beneficial for you and I'll catch you guys on the next one.